Welcome to the latest episode of the Glasgow Food Club podcast. Today we're going to be chatting about the Hebridean on Great Western Road, where you'll find a great curry in the city, and you're also going to find out which restaurant sets Lorne and my flapper girl hearts alight. <laughs> but before we get into that, please be aware that we may have a working relationship with some of the restaurants we mentioned in the podcast. However, we've neither been asked nor paid to mention them. As you guys know, we just really love them and we want to share them with you. Enjoy the podcast. So, how have you been this week, Lauren? Pretty good. Um, work has been pretty busy and the wedding planning is heating up. So. The wedding of the century. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually having more fun planning the honeymoon. Have you booked somewhere? I were doing the North Coast. Very nice. So. Lo- oh yeah, of course, we spoke about the last time. You're going to take Cara with you. Cara? Kyra. Kyra, that's right. I yeah. know that. I know that. Do you know why? It's because my aunt had a German shepherd when I was wee called Cara. <laughs> and that's how whenever I think of yours, because it's so close. Loads of people call her Kira as well. Kira, yeah. Uh, it's an odd name, don't worry. <laughs> you're going to take her with you? Yes. So she's going to come straight from, because we're getting married in Inverary, we're just going to head over to Inverness and do the North Coast 500 afterwards with the have, pub. Have you been planning where you're going to eat already? Yes. Of course you have. There is a, there is a spreadsheet <laughs> broken down into individual hours. Oh my God. So when we need to check out so that we can get all the sites in and where we're going to eat. Is it all seafood? Um, majority of it is. I was going to say actually there's a couple of chippies but we'll generally probably end up getting fish there. So pretty nice. much, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Have you eaten anywhere interesting in the last few weeks? Interestingly, uh, for me, I haven't been eating out too much because of the wedding situation. So um, it got to a point I just was not shifting any weight because I was eating out and I had to stop that. So I've been cooking a lot more. Mm. Well, so I've started working out with this PT who's Dave at the Movement Room. He's really, really good. Um, And the first thing I said to him when I started working with him was that like, my lifestyle's built around eating, do you know? And I'd said to him, this is how much weight I want to lose. I don't want to lose it all in two months. I'm happy if it takes two years, but this is what I want to get down to. And he's been super great in understanding about how eating out is actually part of my job. Yeah. But it's hard. It's really, really hard. It is. So I've had to say no to certain things. I'm having to actually... So went out to uh, an invite uh, to a restaurant to the Spiritualist on Friday night, and actually, I'd planned that five or six weeks in advance. Really? Yeah. So that far out. to the point where the person who was emailing me were like, "Oh, do you mean do you mean June?" Because I'd said July, uh, and because the, the, what was it, the nineteenth? The nineteenth of June hadn't yet come, and I was booking oh for the nineteenth of July. And I was like, "No, I mean July." I can't. <laughs> I can't work that far in advance. I think that's why I have a real problem now with eating out. Is that? Well, no, I don't have a problem with eating out. I mean, sometimes <laughs> eating out is a problem for me because I decide on Wednesday, perhaps, that I want to eat out at a restaurant on Saturday night yeah. at half past seven. No, you can have a table at five o'clock or you can have one at half past nine. Yes. I don't want to eat at five o'clock or half past nine on a Saturday night. And that's a recurring problem now. But you know what? I also think it's an amazing problem. And whenever a restaurant says to me, I'm really sorry, we can't seat yet, I always say to them, never apologise for being busy. Never apologise for being full. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's a big problem for me, booking. I can't think to book that far in advance 
but you kind of have to now if you want to go to like the hot places to go. Well, absolutely. We are heading to Hay Oxen Finch after this. We are. We booked that four weeks in advance. Oxen Finch is the freaking worst. <laughs> like, even if you want to book lunch on a random Tuesday in, you know, March, you need to book six months in advance. It is crazy. It's and this, this is a Sunday afternoon. It's so crazy. But if you crazy. want anything that isn't just a slow in, I've, I've started phoning now with Oxen Finch when it's been a, a time that I've thought, do you know what? It's not even a Saturday night. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not a Friday. Everyone will be fine. Mm. Wednesday evening. No, I'm sorry. Nine o'clock or five o'clock. And I'm like, when did Wednesday become the new Saturday? Like every night is Saturday night at Oxen Finch. We had went to Oxen Finch, uh, I think it was about six weeks ago now. I booked three weeks in advance, Tuesday night, could only get a table at quarter past eight. Now, that's cool, quarter past eight, I'm fine with that, uh-huh. because you can have a later lunch, or you can have a larger lunch, but quarter past eight, I was like, oh, holy crap. Yeah. I was actually speaking to somebody recently who said, the guys at Ox and Finch were talking to them, and they had said they were really, really gutted that they didn't kind of keep some walk-in tables because now it's known as the place that if you don't have a booking do not bother calling them on the day don't bother walking in don't bother doing any of these things there will be no tables and they've kind of come they've kind of come they've kind of become known as I don't want to say exclusive exclusive is the wrong word but uh, yeah unattainable last minute thought and they had said to these people, we really wish we'd kept, you know, like a couple of tables as a walk-in or had like a bar area and things. So it's interesting. Because I do know now more places are keeping bar stools free. Do you know, they don't book out their entire restaurant because they want to be community approachable, walk-in at any time restaurants, which I think is great. Yeah. Although it doesn't seem to be doing them any harm. Uh, oh, it's doing them no harm at all. <laughs> Absolutely no harm at all. Good for them, I always think. Yeah. What about you this week? I went to the Hebridean, which we spoke about in the last podcast. Um, It's just as amazing as we thought it would. I need to be honest, I can't remember if we spoke, I mentioned this in the last podcast or not. The menu concept didn't blow my mind. With the Hebridean? Hebridean, okay. It's basically nice pub grub when you look at the menu. Like, Like interesting pub grub, but it wasn't... It didn't immediately inspire me to be like, I need to go here. Yeah. So we kind of went as a, well, let's go and see what it's about. The food is incredible. It's really, really beautiful. They do a beef pie, a fish pie, a chicken pie. They have loads of fish on the menu. Um, they do really nice, interesting specials. When we were in, they had the most amazing pack Papakral, mackerel. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? Because it was because it was a mackerel patty ah. starter, which will never now be known as my mackerel. It was a mackerel patty starter, which I shared with someone, and it was beautiful. Are they still doing the smokies? They are, are the, the croquettes. Yep, they're doing the croquettes. Um, I would say, so I went for macro party, which was a uh, special. Mm. It was beautiful. Beautiful. So if that's in the menu, grab it. Um, we also had, oh my God, what did we have? The black pudding and pork cheek terrain. Ter- terrain? Terrain, yeah. Terrain. Um, which is not like a terrain you've ever seen in your life, but it was really nice. And went along the lines of, if there's black pudding on a menu, I'm ordering it. I'm not that with haggis. 
Oh, haggis as well, yeah. yeah. They have a haggis neeps and tatties, but I kind of could... I thought I could come back in... Well, I thought I could come back and have that as a starter any time because it's on the menu, whereas the macro patty was, like, a special. So... I've I've read actually into it a wee bit. They're actually going to be quite big on the specials, aren't they? I... Yeah. yeah. I think the specials is really where they're going to sort of... They're going to stand out, in my opinion. Um, I had the big steak pie, which... I'm sure everyone's seen. If you've not, you can jump onto my Instagram and see it. It's got a giant bone marrow in the middle. Yeah, it looks now, impressive. What I would say is the steak pie was brilliant. It was really, really good. And it's quite hard to get a good steak pie in restaurants, I think. And I really enjoyed it. But it wasn't as good as the steak pie or the brisket pie we had at Bone Birdie. Mm-hmm. But... Coming back to Bone Birdie, because obviously we spoke about this in the very first podcast. I've been back to Bone Birdie since then. Oh, have you? Um, we went as a table of seven. Mm-hmm. Mixture of I can only dishes. the bill. <laughs> um, well, what I'm going to say was the food was disappointing. Mm. Um, the people who had the pie still loved it. Everyone else was pretty disappointed with the food they went with. Um, I went for the mac and cheese with the brisket, which is £21. It didn't blow my mind. Yeah. It just didn't. And that's, I mean, I kind of said when I went, I was invited and I'm going to go back and put my money where my mouth is. Now, I've put my money where my mouth is and I didn't have the pie, which is clearly the signature dish. I'm not sure I would go back. My friend Jordan actually had messaged, well, he put up in his stories yesterday that I'd seen he was at Bone Birdie. Mm-hmm. It was him and his two brothers and they'd got steak. Mm-hmm. So they had steak, three steaks, two sides and I think he said three Diet Cokes and it was £123. So we went, there was seven of us. Um, there was no, I think there was three booze. There was two wine, one gin because we were there because it was my husband's 40th. Mm-hmm. So we were there the night of his 40th. We were there to spend money. Um, and we just we weren't blown away by it. We ended up only having three alcoholic drinks because a couple of people weren't feeling well. It was a Monday night, blah, blah, blah. Um, and our bill came to £65 a head. Oofed. It was for three courses and nothing blew my mind. Not, literally nothing that I ate blew my mind. And I think to a certain extent, I accept that it's a five-star hotel, so you expect to pay more. But I think at a five-star hotel, you expect five-star experience and five-star food and yes. five-star service. And I feel like it was let down everywhere would be my thought. That, yeah. So, for example, going to the Chaffern at Glen Eagles and getting substandard. Yeah, it's... Which I have fed back to them because I've had once before, but I've been a multitude of times and pretty much every single time it is impeccable service, yeah. fantastic food. Yeah. That, like, just generally the, the delivery of the food, never mind just how it tastes, mm-hmm. is unreal. So yeah. that's what you're looking for. I think... I always maintain that I'm happy to pay any amount of money for food as long as it's deserving of that money. So quite, I say quite common, quite often, occasionally if I was to put up like a picture of McDonald's or something like that, somebody would send me a message going, oh my God, you love McDonald's, how can I trust your taste buds? My response is, there's nothing wrong with McDonald's when you're paying £6 for a meal, you know exactly what you're getting, you can eat quickly, you know, you're moving on the fly. I'm happy to spend £6 at McDonald's. Equally, I'm happy to go somewhere like the Kitchen or Castle Terrace, you know, or the Balmoral and spend £150 on a meal, provided that that meal is £150 per person standard. Well, I've actually eaten in 
was it twen the 2018 the best restaurant in the world mm -hmm. uh, I live in Madison Park in New York oh I've watched there was a programme on there about them on Netflix yes. yes now I haven't shared anything from that and I've, I've, I've toed and froed between doing it because everything we had the experience was lovely mm -hmm. they messed up actually so they gave us I'll just give you one element of the meal right so basically I, I, we arrived it was for my birthday in December mm -hmm. last year and they gave you loads of different presents which you unwrapped which actually were the ingredients to make your first course okay right? so there's a flask with like I think it was like veal broth in it or something there was some um, ca uh, caviar with a kind of something mousse um, there was like a potato roasty and accompaniments, mushrooms, eh, diced egg, blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Nobody actually came over and explained in which combination we were to eat that. Oh. So I enjoyed, to be fair, I'd probably have eaten the calamari with the mousse on its own anyway because it was freaking delicious, right? So it maybe wasn't a food thing, it was a service breakdown. That was, yeah. but actually as we progressed through the meal, it didn't blow my mind. And that was more than £150 per head. How much was it per head? Give me a, give me a rough to the closest 100 Over 200 Yeah, OK. Right? Yeah. So it should be... Yeah. And it should not just be about the food. It should be an experience. I think it was $300 per head. Right? Okay. And that included service charge though. So there was no there was no option not to leave. That was prepaid in advance. Mm -hmm. Jonathan had to go on as the days as the tables were released, book one, because they're gone. Well, like it's that. the same as uh Heston Blumen though. You yeah. pay that three months before you go. So see when I sent like my best friend, my chief bride, made such mm -hmm. a foodie as well, right? Since mm -hmm. school, adore food. So she's always asking for updates. She's eaten in um the uh, what's the one in Toscana um Don't in know. Italy. Anyway, it, it one best restaurant in the world, I think, in the year before. Mm -hmm. And she'd shared her experiences of that. When I'd sent her the photos from in Madison Park, she was just like, everyone looks brown. And it just wasn't uh, even aesthetically pleasing. It was such so a shame. disappointing. It's, it's such a shame because it's something, like, I say, like, I'm happy to pay £100 for per person. Do you know, these are special events. Yes. Do you know, these are special reasons that you spend that amount of money. Um, and it's not like, you know, a casual Tuesday night dinner, yeah, let's go out and blow £200 per person on dinner. That's when they don't live up to that, it makes it that much harder to do that again. Because yeah. you think, well, hang on a minute, I spent... I could have spent that money and had three dinners out at the Spanish butcher with wine and it be yeah. insanely delicious. If it's about remembering, I'll not forget the meal. But I equally had much better um, experiences in one Michelin star restaurant, Ferrat yeah. Claridge's, actually yeah. two Michelin star, Andrew Fairley's at Glen Eagles. That yeah. still is probably my favourite Michelin star restaurant. Yeah. And I've eaten that few three Michelin mm -hmm. stars and apparently one of the, something that won the best restaurant in the world and it just didn't blow my mind that's a shame well going back to the Hebridean and their pie um, the, the pie wasn't as good as Bone Birdies but it was still absolutely fantastic um, and I would it was a fraction of the price of Bone Birdies um, I would happily go back and have it so for I think it's £14.50 that's just the pie and then you buy sides so chips are like £3.50 you can get hag no you get neeps tatties neeps tatties and whiskey sauce with some oats that's like a fiver though it's quite expensive for root vegetables um, for like you get summer greens and things for £3.50 so 
my meal in theory was £21, but the chips and the veg I shared with the other person who got a pie. Yeah. So maybe averaged out, you know, about £17 for, a, for my dish. And yeah. it was perfectly delicious. The I had the creme brulee, which was like silk for dessert. It was incredible. It came with lavender shortbread. That I was not digging. Yeah. I think lavender is quite specific. Um, but it was beautiful. They've also reupholstered every chair in the place with Hebridean tar- uh, tweed. Oh, Harris tweed. Harris oh, tweed. Harris tweed, that's what I was looking for, which is beautiful. They've put some booths in by the window, which is really nice. The only thing they did that I wasn't really wasn't into was instead of water glasses, yeah. you get these really, be- really beautiful, like pottery kind of clay cups. All right. Um, they're very Instagrammable they are gorgeous but I didn't really like the texture of them on my mouth when I was drinking water out of it it felt like I should have a coffee yeah. but what I would say is I am sure if I had raised this with them they would have given me a glass so that is like that was just a tiny little thing I was like mm, I really love how these look yeah. I don't necessarily love how they they work in theory drinking water but that's that's such a small I detail I love the behind it to be fair it's the, I wasn't blown away by the menu, but it surpassed expectations. expectations. I think it's amazing. So here's another thing that I think that can sometimes surpass expectations. Typical staple, like a pie. Curries. Curry? Do you know, a curry is a funny thing, isn't it? That you can get the most delicious curries, I think. Absolutely. And we've spoken about this before, though, because we talk about Instagram and photographs. Oh, my God. But you can... It's really difficult to photograph. And actually have people understand the depth of flavour in a curry and how good the curry is. So this week, I actually discovered a new Indian. I had been out with my pal um, and my husband and more often than not we kind of have a plan of where we're going to go and we decided we were going to jump in the car we we're going to go down to merchant city we we're going to drive around and just see what we could see and we were just getting ready to go do you know what bollocks to it let's just go and park up and go to like spanish butcher or something mm-hmm. and we had come across what was in the old Adlib unit on Ingram Street. Yep. A place called Swadish. Mm-hmm. S-W-A-D-I-S-H, if you're looking for them. And it is amazing. I think I saw your phone on this, actually. Ah, amazing. But let me tell you, could I get a good picture? Could I hick? <laughs> like, the lighting... So, if you had ever been in Adlib... It's on the wrong side of Ingram Street for good lighting. Um, really small windows. The lighting was really yellow. And it was, was Rock was Quick Bites, who I was out with, who you've maybe seen him on Instagram as well talking about it. And he was like, oh, this is so good. The lighting's so good. And I'm sitting there going, no, it's not. It's terrible, Rock. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um... So I didn't have any good pictures of it, but they're a brand new restaurant. They've only been there six weeks. When we were in, it's brand, brand new. When we were in, there was only three other people there, but it was like seven o'clock on a Tuesday night of the Glasgow Fair. Yeah. So obviously it's quiet. Um, And I thought, these pictures aren't good. I don't think they're going to do particularly well in terms of engagement, but I really want to share this restaurant because I thought they were it's exceptional. It's such a good experience, yeah. And I would put them somewhere between a Balbeers yeah. and a Horn, please. Oh. So kind of running the line of authentic f- ingredients and flavours, but quite a modern twist. 
So they had amazing vegan menu that had the most insane tandoori broccoli ever. Oh, lovely. Uh, I had a duck and fondant with like a spiced kind of curry sauce. They did mozzarella, mozzarella, gouda, and another kind of cheese, naan. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, it was... That beautiful, amazing. Beautiful. Really, really, really good. I would say, um, the value-wise, I think it worked out about £40 per person for three-course meal, no drinks. So I don't think it's... I would say it's not good value for money. It's perfectly appropriate value for money. Okay. You Do you know, you're, you're, yet, you're not getting a good deal, good meal, but yeah. I was I was 100% happy to pay £40 head for the food we had because yeah. it was amazing. And their vegan menu, if you were vegan, it looked brilliant. Really, really brilliant. So well worth checking out here, vegan. So that's my curry story for this week. Lovely. So for me, I actually gauge a curry on butter chicken. Oh, I love butter chicken. Right, because you almost need to pick one curry and then, and it's something that is generally commonly made. I right? agree. Because, for example, chicken tikka chasney, as per Glasgow, I think, rules, everyone makes it different. Yeah. Right? So pick something that you know they're going to stick to a very similar mm-hmm. recipe, well, similar-ish, mm-hmm. and gauge it on that. Mm-hmm. So three places I've been recently, um, Tuk Tuk. Oh, Tuk Tuk's butter Sa- chicken. Yeah, so in Sucky oh. Street. Chaku Bombay Cafe. Okay. Is that on St. Vincent Street? Uh, that's on Burger Alley. Yes, St. Vincent Street. Yes. <laughs> Burger Alley. Yes. <laughs> we'll let you guess why it's called Burger Alley. Um, <laughs> and Mother India, which, by the way, was the first time I'd ever been. Now, did you go to Mother India's cafe or did you go to fancy, I posh Mother India? went to Mother India. The, the cafe up the stairs. Upstairs. Where it's like Charles Rennie Macintosh furniture. Yes, and we were sat in the very tall Charles Rennie Macintosh chairs. Which, incidentally, are the most uncomfortable chairs you'll find in Glasgow. Well, we, <laughs> we were the only table that was actually white, <laughs> white tablecloth. Yeah. And to be, like, this was, it was, Jonathan had got a voucher um, from uh, one of his three's his dentistry, right? So we had a voucher to, to use. And, only table that had a white tablecloth and sat in these really upright chairs which are too high to hang your coat on because you can't, I can't reach the top being five they're foot also, three and a half. They're <laughs> also too high for the table you're sitting at as well. Yes. But these are, I'm nitpicking here because Mother India is probably one of the best curry houses in the city. Well. Did you not like it? I'm not saying I didn't like it. I loved. So I'm going to tell you, I actually got the smoked lamb with broccoli and green chilli, right? Okay. So it's marinated lamb, slowly cooked, then smoked with cloves. Oh my goodness, was this the most delectable lamb dish and lamb curry I've eaten in years, right? I'm normally a lamb boona sort of girl. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. But our chicken, though, did not come close to Tuk Tuk's. I have never had a butter chicken anywhere that comes even close to tuk-tuks. And then Chiku, which I'd also had a butter chicken, and I had a gorgeous, like, the tandoori prawns I had there were lovely, the mango and pineapple salad at Chiku were lovely. Butter chicken didn't come close to tuk-tuks. It's, it's the best. And do you want to know the only thing that I think drags the, the tuk-tuk butter chicken down? What? It's not enough chicken in it. See, I don't mind that. I, I would happily... I'm just... I would have big chunks of chicken just kind of it's like 
I've, I've spoke to you about this before. Yeah. I think just big chunks of meat sometimes. You like in a pasta dish or in a curry or... I think, actually, I'd love a veggie butter chicken. Well, so, do you know what I quite often get them... I don't know if it's still on the menu at Tuk Tuk, but if it's not, you can get them to make it. A paneer butter chicken. Yeah, so and I that's, think we would try something like that. That's because I... I mean, I don't know if we've spoken about this in the podcast or not, but I find kind of find myself, as I'm getting older, and trying to become more aware of... Sustainability. sustainability and what I'm eating and what we're doing to the planet and things like that. I'm trying to make small conscious decisions about the type of things I eat and drink. And if they didn't have, like, for example, I have an oat milk latte. That is now my standard drink. If they don't have oat milk, I'll go, it's cool, just give me milk. I think we all just need to do a little bit and it helps. And having paneer butter chicken, as well as it being absolutely delicious, I always think, well, do you know what? It's just I'm making a tiny effort to not always be meat, 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 meat. Yeah. So that's why I quite often have it. Plus, it's just delicious. But I feel like you would really love the paneer butter chicken at Tuk Tuk because it is fantastic. I, I actually follow a woman on Instagram. Uh, I think it's like Carrie Hunting. Mm-hmm. And it's about her. So she basically hunts all the meat that she eats in her family. Right. Pheasants, deer, okay. pigeon, etc. Uh-huh. And she went from being vegetarian to doing that. So it's like sustainability. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So she, she knows where it comes from. She never yeah. kills more than she needs. Yeah. Um, otherwise. And she eats vegetarian meals when she goes out because she doesn't know where the meat comes from. Interesting. And I actually find that quite an interesting concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Johnny's view is if you're going to go... Well, she was obviously vegetarian before. If you're going to go vegetarian or vegan, it's because you don't agree with the killing of animals. I don't think that's necessarily true in everyone's case. I think more people are becoming just more aware of sustainability, and it's not necessarily that I don't want to eat meat, because mm-hmm. I love meat. I think it's more that we don't need to eat meat every single time we eat food. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. So I get why... You wouldn't be a vegetarian as a, I don't want to eat animals. You're maybe just trying to be more aware of what we're eating. Um, we're, we're going way off the, the, the Richter scale here in tangents. So you're going Mother India, Tuk Tuk, Chuku. But I would say if you want a butter chicken, I would go Tuk Tuk. And if you want a really good lamb dish, I'd go Mother India. Uh, as a side note to Mother India who are also in one of my top three places as well Mother India do this amazing sharing dish for two that's I oh, want to say it's lamb like shank? lamb shank oh which I saw that and I was such FOMO such FOMO my uh, that's what Al always gets when we go there if there's somebody else because it's just it's verging on just a li- tiny little bit too hot for me it is gigantic I wish I, well I, I do want to go back to get that I saw it arrive at the next table and oh my god it's it is absolutely incredible and do you know the other thing Mother India do they do a double nugget which oh. I love. Oh, is this downstairs? Yes. <laughs> so underneath Mother India's proper restaurant, we're not talking about the cafe, although the cafe is amazing as well, but we're talking about kind of the proper restaurant, which is on Socky Hall Street, right across, no, actually not far from Oxen Finch. Yeah. Um, like they have, the underneath them, they have a, an ice cream shop that I cannot for the life of me remember what it's called. No. No, it's, I cannot remember what it's called at all, but they make their ice cream in there and it's really old-fashioned icy ice cream now i mean i'm not saying that in a derogatory way that it's old-fashioned it's it's a nice ice cream it's not to be compared with like a loop and scoop or um even the soft serve that you get cake bar that type of thing it's 
beacon delicious and they do the double nugget and I love it and you can get they do various flavours but for me stick with vanilla Vanilla. Like for a margarita pizza. It is vanilla, vanilla double nugget. I was like, <laughs> yes. Um, so Mother India, of course, would be in my top three because mm-hmm. I think the first time I went to Mother India, I didn't have a particularly great experience, if I'm being honest, just because I picked wrong. But then I always think, well, did you pick wrong? Should you be able to pick wrong on a menu? Yeah. Maybe yeah. I picked wrong for me, for my taste buds. That's maybe another way of looking at it. Um, I would throw into the mix. Corn, please. Yep. Which is small plates. Um, I'm going to say fine dining Indian. I would agree. I love corn, please, as well. And I've yet to visit their new location. Where, where was it they moved to? Uh, they have moved right next door to Oxenfinch. Oh. <laughs> I'll maybe refresh my... <laughs> Um, it's a it's a really really cool place. It's, well, I love that they've now started doing brunch. They have started I've doing brunch. I've seen that on their Instagram, so I'm really keen actually maybe go along because I keep uh-huh. seeing photos about the Shum in Edinburgh mm-hmm. and their breakfast nans. So I'm yeah. actually really tempted and interested to try Indian brunch. The so, um, I've seen the menu. I have not tried it yet but they do gulab jamun pancakes oh i love gulab jamun yes so i'm very keen to go they do their brunch seven days a week from 12 o'clock when they open till i think three or four o'clock in the afternoon Mm. um but it's 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 really the food there is just brilliant it's you walk in and you think what is this place like what am i going to get and actually you get some of the nicest food for really reasonable price. For very reasonable price. And they do amazing cocktails. I would also throw into the mix Balbeers. Uh, yes, I would agree with that. I've been once before. Which I think is fantastic. They are... I mean, I'm going to say they're fine... They're going to... They're a more traditional fine dining Indian, in my opinion. You go in, it's quite... It's a nice restaurant, mm-hmm. but it's quite formal. If you wanted an occasion, an Indian yes. an occasion, I would recommend Balbeers. They have that lovely big table. Yes, it seats like 16 people. Yeah. What I would say is you don't need to go in dressed formal to Balbeers, but it's white linens, do you know, it's a very, it feels more formal, but actually it's it's quite relaxed. Do you know what I loved about Balbeers the time that I did go was the service. Uh, service at Balbeers is amazing. Yeah. Service like, at Balbeers really, really, really good. me. So it was almost that was almost a hidden gem for me. So it would definitely it's definitely on my radar. When someone asks me for recommendations, I have mentioned Balbeers. Balbeers is excellent, really good. Um, a top tip for Balbeers: if you go do, if you, there's a couple of you, do the banquet. Yeah. So you pay thirty two pounds a head or something like that. You get a mixture of starters, a mixture of curries, some bread, some rice. You get dessert. It's a really really nice way to eat, and actually very much in my wheelhouse of how I like to eat because I like to share stuff. Um, I would also go into the mix the Shish Mahal, which is very traditional Glasgow curry house. Where is that located? Uh, it's on Park Road, right beside kind of Eusebi's, Broken Clock. It's just it's mm. just there. Next right next door to the Dublet pub. Yeah. Um excellent, really, really nice. And apparently they invented the what's that chicken dish? Chicken masala. Did they? Apparently, yes. Mr. Mahal. Shish Mahal? Is it Mahal? I don't know. Is it Mr Mahal? I don't know. Anyway, the name escapes me, but the man who opened Shish Mahal in the 1970s apparently invented it. And it's now eaten worldwide. for that reason. Um, so they would be my talk tips. I would throw into the mix as well, probably 
uh, Mr. Sings, mm -hmm. who do amazing haggis paravas. Um, and I, I see honestly these cheese naans and haggis. Oh my god, I love a cheese naan. Just anything on bread. Yeah. So naan is the dream. I sometimes forego rice just for naan and yeah. get to dipping. Uh, I also know a couple of people who've been to the new Lansdowne, which is owned by Mother India. Did see that? Yeah. Uh, it's supposed really to be. Like, I like looking at the menu there. It's supposed to be incredible. So those are a good selection of Indian places. I think that are delicious, Lovely. and I would happily eat at any one of them. So, getting closer to a close, so I thought a couple of questions just to finish off. Go for it. Seafood. Where would you recommend people go for seafood? So I don't eat an awful lot of seafood because Al is allergic to it. Mm -hmm. So generally we avoid fishy places like the plague. I think for this reason though, if you did have the opportunity to go out for seafood, where was somewhere you'd be like, definitely want to go there because I've got the opportunity with someone else? So I went to City Merchant last year, had the nicest bottle of Amarone wine in the world <laughs> ever. Like ever it was so good ask Pam where she wants to go for seafood and she's like city merchant why amazing bottle of wine why <laughs> if you go the, there's an Amarone now it's £60 a bottle so it's a do you know it's a special occasion thing because I was out with my sister-in-law and my niece um, because Al's obviously allergic to fish we had decided that we're having a girls night we were going to get this bottle of wine and it's worth it immense you can buy it retail for I think about £32 um, I'll see if I can find out the name of it and I'll let you guys know because it's amazing um, so City Merchants is really good the first place I ever tried an oyster when was that? last year <gasps> maybe the year before were you why, why did you not before that? well because I don't really eat fish oh, really? being in the Al and I have been together now for nearly 16 years Oh, so, do yeah. you know... In the, terms of opportunity. Well, yeah. in terms of how adventurous you get, the older you well, get. Like, and we've, talking, we've talked before about how taste buds change. So yeah, in absolutely. Terms of utilizing yes. Changing taste buds for, right, okay, yeah. let's try something. Yeah, yes, fair enough. Um, and City Merchant's really beautiful. I'd really like to try the place in the East End. Is it Al Shaltain? Oh, yes. Al Shal Al yeah. yeah, whatever that place is, it's in the Baras yep. or the the Bad. Is it Bad? I don't know. But is it Baras Art Design Sense? Oh yes, something yeah. like that. I'm sure you guys know where I mean. Uh, the seafood there's supposed to be amazing. So those would be my picks. I've got quite a few. I love seafood. Like I absolutely adore seafood. So platter wise, just because. I want to go to these places to try them, but I've so I've, one crab shack. I've been before, didn't oh, get the platter. Right? I love I love crab shack. I've yeah. been there, but it was about four years didn't ago. Didn't get the platter, but I'd love to go for the platter. Although the cost slightly puts me off. Plus, I wish somewhere would do a hot platter of seafood, right? Okay. I'm going to come on to a place that kinda does. Okay. But I would like a three-tier hot platter of seafood, please. So I'm happy to spend a lot of money. Essentially, what you want is an afternoon tea of seafood. Yes, that okay. is the dream. <laughs> Glasgow, hear me. <laughs> but another place that does the platter that actually I'm really keen to go to, is it Finsbay? What's that? Um, the Finsbay Flatiron? Yes, I'm sure it's there. Because I've seen someone, was it Glasgow Food somewhere, done a, a post recently and or it was a competition and I didn't think they would do something like that and they do I thought they only did I like they did as well. cheap steaks I thought they, was it FF yeah Finsby Flatiron yeah I'm sure on I'm Woodlands I'm sure they do I've 
I would be unaware of it, because despite the fact it's reasonably near my flat, I've only been once and I wasn't massively into it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of look into it as I continue talking. No, it definitely is. Okay. Yep. Oh, that looks good, actually. Feeding Dee Dee went along with the winner, Amber Holly, for the competition that Glasgow Food Collective ran. I mean, look mm. at that. That it is, does look that, beautiful. Get, uh, well, okay, guys, well, maybe... go on to Feeding Dee Dee's uh, no. Instagram and you'll see the one I mean, but it is um, the Finsby Flatiron in the West End doing amazing, looking like a hot platter of seafood. Maybe so I'm gonna go. they do something other than steaks, I'd yeah. be interested in going. Yeah. Cool. Um, the other place I've been, but not in a while, was the Fish People Cafe. Um, an amazing tandoori sea bass like okay. whole cooked sea bass not Ooh. filleted sea bass I don't know if they still do it but it but with the head on absolutely yeah everything. I can't do that yeah I can't I, do it I can rip up I, honestly give me something that I can get in about with my hands and I'm there so tandoori sea bass whole, whole cooked fish so if you're if it puts you off with the head on it then it's not for you but unbelievably well cooked and well treated fish there nice and then a go to place for me and Jonathan when we, it's almost one of the default places. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Muscle Inn on Hope uh, Street. Now, I have driven past that about a million times mm-hmm. since I've lived in the West End and I always thought, who goes there? Because you never, it never looks busy. That's not to say it's not busy because it doesn't have a massive frontage, but I've never, you're the first person I've ever heard speaking about it. So again, they don't have a very active Instagram. Oh, I see. And yet, it's honestly, the food is amazing. So they've got specials, they've got a kind of, kind of hot food platter but it's just in a dish so it's got your mussels your prawns your scallops um and what else kind of like cooked there's two different it's like a white fish and then some fillets of sea bass as well which is lovely nice. um but cooked in a sauce that although nice can be quite sickening because i'm not mm. always on board with a creamy sauce yeah. um so it's a kind of bridge it's like a seafood bisque creamy sauce gorgeous you know but where i'd love to try i don't know if you've ever been at Regano's. Do I've never been there? I've always, I think it always looks glamorous. It is, it does. It's almost like old world glam. Yes, you it can always, imagine like early 1930s. Yes. Yeah. So that's very much like my bag, 1920s, 1930s. I, I love the music from the 1950s, but style-wise, the 20s and 30s is, I'm all about the style, like the look and the vibe. And, and I always think Regano's looks like you're a flapper girl yeah. on your way for a bite to eat before you go to some dance. Well, and they've got a private dining area as well. I think they've done a voucher at some point, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, that would be such a great place to go for a really glam occasion. Yes. It's even before you get the opportunity to go to somewhere you're dressing yes, up in your flapper dresses. Yes. How good would Although, that be? is it the type of place that, because it's kind of a tourist spot, because of where it is, it is. and it's quite famous... Is it almost, would it be disappointing to walk in and people are dressed in like jeans and t-shirts and carrying yeah, their Michael Kors bag and, and it's not perhaps this sort of speakeasy, cool 1920s vibe that you think it's going to be. So Sometimes just, I think these things never live up to what they build up in your mind. Well, especially for us if we've... Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, it, I would say it looks amazing. We'll maybe come back to this again. If yeah, it, I it, would... If it's brought up again in conversation, we should maybe I would, consider 
breaking that. It might, it might actually meet an expectation. You um, don't know. Um, I think no. I think in my mind, <laughs> you know, in my mind, you would walk in and your vision turns yeah. black and white, and Pam everyone's has a really like vivid imagination. Everyone's smoking cigarettes on, you know, the those long, long the long sticks. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. got gloves up to the nails. Little, little bobs and headbands. <laughs> and so if it does if people aren't dressed like that, then already my expectations. Regano, are... I'll let you know when she's come and get some actors in. <laughs> get to the fancy dress shop. <laughs> I think that's us. I, I, we could talk on forever and ever. We could, because Glasgow food is amazing. But we have Ox and Finch to get to. We do have Ox and Finch to get to, and I have not had my breakfast and I am starving. You're about to I see something wait. very special about the amount of food I'm about to eat. Oh, can't wait. thanks for listening all the way to the end of another podcast guys we really hope you enjoyed this week's episode don't forget if you've got any ideas thoughts or questions for the podcast you can find us on instagram at lauren's cravens or you can find myself at the glasgow food geek Um, don't forget if you enjoyed this week's podcast hit subscribe so you know when the next episode is live thank you so much for listening again this week guys and until next time food lovers